Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a non linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And it is a new year, new us. We are starting off 2024 um, with a series that neither of us have watched before. That's because it's so dang new. So dang new. It's good so far. I understand the appeal. I heard a lot of good things about Earthspark while the first season was um, airing. And yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, already I think I'm, I, I can see some characters that I'm going to really enjoy. Already a big oh. fan of Earthspark Megatron. I, the the two new, like, robo, robot OCs I am obsessed with, especially one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we uh, were watching Earthspark. We watched the uh, the two-part premiere, Secret Legacy, parts Uno and Dos. It'd be weird if we only watched one of them, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be much of a podcast. It would be, especially since that's not how this podcast has ever worked. No, it'd be really fucked up. But, you know, anything could happen. It's 2024. Who knows what New us. Yeah, like, we're just going to start. We're Next next season, we're just going to start watching, like, Megas XLR or something. I don't know. Just like, fuck it. Hey, listen, we have a April Fool's Day joke that's to uh That's true. I, gotta, we gotta to get that. I think we missed that last year. I wanted, I wanted we to did. do it this year. We did. Well, we can plan business later. For now, it's time to get down to the current business of Earthspark. Shall we begin talking about yeah. Secret Legacy? Please. So we we kind of start off hot with this action scene here. Like we 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 just we just move right into it. There is no setup at all. It's just time to go. Immediately, we are introduced to everyone's favorite uh, Combaticon Swindle, um, and his partner in at least crime who knows what else here um hard top both of whom are played by nolan north yeah these are both nolan north somehow um <laughs> so beyond the, okay hard top we have to move past the name it's a very yeah. funny name yeah um now it's what's what's extra funny is of course that this is a character who has been who has been a toy since like Cybertron, I think, back in 2006, and has literally never had any fucking fictional appearances at all. Just a fucking nobody. Yeah, he he, he doesn't, uh, things don't go super great for him. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a great time, but you know, he takes a lot of it in stride. I appreciate that about Hardtop. It's hard to keep him down. He does have some incredibly dark, darkly funny lines yeah. in this episode. One in particular. So um, we, we start with the fucking blowjob brothers here, uh, robbing a, a an Energon cash that they got they got a tip off on, um, which is of course was a trap laid by Optimus Prime and Elita One. Um, now Optimus Prime play, is is played by Alan Tudyk in this show, and Elita One is played by Sissy Jones. There's there's some there's some pretty high powered voice talent yeah. in this show. Uh, Alan Tudyk is like. An insane choice for Optimus, but that's fine. He's doing a, he's doing a good job so far. I he, like this one. 
he's doing a fine job. Um, a sort similar to animated, he is super not trying to be any optimist mm-hmm. that has ever come before, which is good because as much as I like Alan Tudyk. He does not sound like any optimist that has come before, so that would be... doesn't have that grit that uh, Peter Cullen or Gary Chalk have. No, he's not really... I don't really associate him with, like, baritone. Yeah. I mean, it's been a hot minute since I watched uh, Firefly, but... (laughs) I mostly associated with that fucking guy from Wreck-It Ralph. What if he just sounded... What if Optimus just sounded like Turbo? Or excuse me, King. Oh, that's Candy. right. He was Turbo. He was Turbo. He's going Turbo. Um, yeah. But we are immediately introduced to like several, you know, facts about the setting here. Uh, no, we actually. I I just want to talk a little bit more about Alita One actually, oh, yeah. because badass. we haven't actually really talked about her because despite the fact that she's a pretty prominent character in later seasons of G One that we haven't gotten to yet uh, i don't know pretty prominent well is the right word. she's in she shows one two-parter yeah <laughs> she shows up in later seasons of g1 um where i guess like rc wasn't enough to be the girl character they were like damn we need well, our lead act- robot to have a literal wife let me let me adjust my my push up my glasses and go well uh-huh. actually actually <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, the, Are you um actualing me? That's right, because the episode oh. where Alita One and the other female Autobots debut is in season two, which predates RC's creation. They are in the oh. the key to Vector Sigma two parter, I believe. Or no, 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 they're in the they're in the the uh, the hunt for Alpha Trion. That's the one. That's right. Of. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, regardless of the the fact that RC has become certainly since G one sort mm. of the girl character. Um, they needed Optimus to have a girlfriend, so they made Alita one. Um, and she hasn't shown up in basically any animated series since then, as far as I'm aware. Until now, the only the only can the only time she has shown up is, of course, in animated as Black Arachnia's pre Spiderfication right. form. But that's not Which... really anything resembling her usual yeah. self. Yeah, that's that's um. She's great in the IDW1 comics. Oh, man. Really fun character there. Extremely, I believe, in women's wrongs character in the IDW1 comics. Um, Uh, Here, she just seems like she's cool. She just She's Optimus's girlfriend. Yeah. Wife. Like, they're literally just a married couple that fight crime. (laughs) And she has some fucking movement in this fight. Uh, she does some she, cool yeah. shit in this sequence. She's, she's as as it should be for Alita 1 in all of her characterization, she's also a much better fighter than Optimus is. But yeah, so we, we kind of learn a few things about this setting. Number one of which is that this is a post-war uh, series. The war is over, as, as Optimus says, and so he he, uh, he would like Swindle and Hardtop to come in peacefully, but they have a they they take disagreement to that and and decide not to. Yeah, and they get their asses beat by Alita. Yeah, they get fucking literally tossed around. Like, yeah. she does wrestling moves on these dudes. I I I want to also point out the fact that like it first looks like Optimus has shown up there by himself, mm-hmm. and then Alita bursts out in vehicle mode. 
Um, and very fun. She is a very, uh, unlike many of the female characters in many iterations, she's not just a slinky little motorcycle. She's like an armored vehicle. Yeah, she's like a fucking dune buggy or something. Yeah, she's, she's, she looks good. So she bursts out of one of the crates and then she was like, newsflash assholes, I've been here the entire time. Also, this was my trap, idiots. She like skates on her fucking vehicle mode wheels and, and does spins and punches Swindle so hard he sees God. You know, usual stuff. Um, But this encounter is cut short by the appearance of creepy spider bots yeah don't worry about them this, <laughs> that's not true you should worry about these yeah, guys they, a lot they're gonna they're, show up a lot uh, it seemed like they were a, a problem uh swindle gets away but hardtop is captured and uh they optimus and alita put him in some kind of convoy with a weird emblem on it that we don't really know much about yet but and optimus leaves saying like it seems like the situation here is more than meets the eye and he looks directly at the camera as he says it <laughs> thanks buddy um so we cut from that to our our main human characters here the the malto family um with uh mom dot father alex and then siblings robbie and mo um very cool just like off the bat to see a, an afro-latino family that has like a diversity of skin tone and hair texture and hair uh, style. Um, it's small things, but like very nice to see in um, in a series like this. Yeah, I was especially impressed by uh, Mo's hair texture. I thought it was very bouncy. Yeah, and especially in comparison to Dot's locks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know they're really they're well rendered. They look good. Um, it's just nice to see. So when we meet them, uh, Robbie and Mo are up on the roof of this of this sort of farmhouse, um, <laughs> trying to jerry rig a Wi Fi like adapter so that Robbie yeah. can text his friends from Philadelphia. Philadelphia mention. Philadelphia mention. Do Philly uh, go birds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so we, you know we they they get called down for dinner. And, uh, because they are they are not in Philadelphia anymore. No. They are in the Pennsylvania boonies. Yeah, specifically a town named Witwicky. I wonder what's going on there. Wonder wonder why they ended up in Witwicky. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's no signal. Um, and Robbie absolutely fucking hates it. So they're they're down at dinner. Uh and what what has Alex made here? I couldn't quite figure out what this meal was supposed to be. I think he said it was lumpia. Okay. Um, which he said he had some is... trouble with because he couldn't find the tinfoil because the kids took all the tinfoil to make the satellite dish. Yeah. Um. So lumpia, interestingly, it's um uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a south. East East Asian, eh, mostly Southeast uh, Asian dish. Um, I guess I think of it as being Indonesian. I guess I'm just looking it up now. It's also from the Philippines, and they're like fried stuffed crepes, basically. Okay, wow, rolled stuffed pretty, crepes. That sounds. Oh, they're delicious. Good. They're delicious. Um, 
it it is it is good shit. Uh, Robbie's yes, a bitch he, for walking out on that he, dinner. I'll, I'll finish he, your fucking I'll finish your fucking dinner, Robbie. If you don't want it, damn. He uh, the father's na- what is the father's name again? Alex. Alex. Alex seems to specialized in um, wrapped meals. Yeah, he likes he likes a food tube, as do we all. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see more for him, and it's all sort of food tube. Um, he he, you know, he he values the the sort of pragmatism of of, of the tube formation. Um, yeah. Now Robbie kind of gets into a fight with uh, with his mom about just sort of being generally frustrated about this move uh because he had a you know he had friends in philly he had uh, you know a whole life over there and and she kind of she he feels she kind of just uprooted the whole family to chase this dream job of being like a like a ranger for the park service now how old do we think robbie and mo are so i would say robbie is probably like early to mid teens, like freshman or yeah. sophomore in high school, or nothing. Mo is like ten. I I was going like nine and thirteen. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Um. And, you know, he, he storms off, leaving his lumpita uh, uneaten. Um. And uh, you know, Mo kind of goes up there to to try and you know comfort him a bit because you know she's like well he's been having a hard time and maybe maybe he'll listen to me and by the time she gets up there she sees that robbie has uh taken his bike and is planning on biking all the way to philly you have no idea where philly is from here it could be right around the corner really <laughs> <laughs> look i know that the east coast states are not as big as texas's but i have the feeling they are in the middle of goddamn nowhere <laughs> somewhere between philly and pittsburgh how yeah. far can it be <laughs> how far could it possibly be and so mo, mo gives chase and they you know robbie is feeling you know they have a whole thing where, where robbie wants to leave and mo is like well don't you have any reason to stay like me hint hint, hint not, like wink wink please um but then <laughs> one thing that struck me is robbie these both these kids but robbie specifically falls down so many fucking slopes these kids have broken every bone in their body they're made of fucking rubber this is nuts they well they get blasted off a bridge yeah because that's the first thing that happens yeah, they so get they, blasted off a bridge so mo's bike chain snaps in the middle of this bridge she and robbie stop to fix it uh, and then they see the convoy that's transporting hardtop coming over the bridge. And then also a <laughs> giant army of spider bots appears behind them uh, and blows up the convoy and the bridge. So they, they dive down like a fucking hill to take cover. Yeah, we don't see the the uh, aftermath of no. why, the, uh, why the spider bots did that now. Don't worry about it. There's a glowing cave. Yeah, no, you know, one thing I like about the show... It really does. It really just sort of let shit happen, and and is yeah. and is perfectly content with explaining things later. It's like yes. you don't need to know anything about these fucking spider bots. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about this prison convoy by a weird secret or government organization. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cave though. 
Yeah, don't don't worry about that. They they survive being exploded and uh, thrown down a hill with nary a scratch, and uh, immediately forget about all of that because there's a glowing cave. Yeah, there's a big glowing cave. They go in the cave. They fall down another hole. So that's yeah. like quite a every few falls. Bone. Every yeah. bone, every single bone. Um, hey, new bot goofing. Yeah. So. In a, in a sequence that's kind of similar to the beginning of Armada, um, they fall into this mysterious cave, and it's a big it's a big cavern with this weird pool of glowing li- green liquid, and then there's a big stone in the center, uh, and when they touch the stone, uh, things start happening. Uh, yeah, um, mostly they get cool new gloves. Yeah, they get some sweet new gloves. No word on whether or not you can take those off. Um, you probably can't. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a little bit of a psychic link that uh, happens with those gloves. So those are then, probably tattooed onto them. Yeah, so step one, cave starts glowing and going crazy. A mysterious disembodied voice starts talking. Step two, cyber gloves. Step three... Uh, guys, the voice come out says of the something goop. about hope. Do you have the actual quote about it? Yeah, so I don't have the. It, it says like, um, yeah, no, it's because it's because yeah, th- there's the identity of that voice. Legacy. Is also, that's what it is. He he says yeah. legacy of hope. Yes, and would you like to know who says that? Sure. Quintus Prime, according to TF Wiki. Great. One of the thirteen primes, and if you can imagine. He's related to the Quintessons. Um, very interesting. I don't know what that means or what weight that will have on the rest of the show, but according to TF Wiki, that's who it is. Fantastic. Great stuff. Anyway, the this bots... This is so weird to go into yeah. a show not knowing anything about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I guess that was Quintus Prime. What does that mean? Fuck, <laughs> fuck if I know. <laughs> like, it's so, it is so weird for, like, the two of us to not be coy. <laughs> Yeah, about, no. like things that are coming up because we don't know shit about what's yeah, going usually on. Usually, we're like, "Ooh, what could that mean?" But now we're yeah. actually asking. Oh shit! What does that mean? What could that mean? <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Please, I'm excited to find out. So yeah, these new bots pop out of the goop, um, and you know we have a little we have a little ET moment in the cave, right? Yes, extremely ET moment. I, I, I have to. I feel like they, they must have been directly referencing ET. And um, you know, I'll, another thing I wanted to mention about this show that I, I, I found very striking was the score stands out a lot to me, uh, way more um, so than any other show we've we've covered. Uh over overall, I didn't notice much. However, there was one particular track. Yeah, is it the Which one to, with the, in the, the warehouse fight? A, a certain character's a certain character's entrance. Yeah, yeah. Um, comes with a uh, incredible track that we will we will talk about when we get there. Yeah, yeah, it's like very synthy, very like eighties uh, sort of synth pop. Um, I was like, I was I was listening to it because like there's this there's this very ethereal music playing over this moment and then later there's some action sequences that have some some honestly like almost hotline miami music maybe not quite as harsh as hotline miami um but regardless we we meet the two bots 
the 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 cyber sleeves as they name them uh give the kids the kind of ability don't to like that uh, name no it's not it it, it it's got a bad mouth feel it uh, like a cool glove yeah it i mean it just but it, it, it sounds like a sex toy it sure does um but it gives them the ability to like emotionally connect with these new robots um who are named thrash and twitch which they know through their connection now each of them has connected it, all four of these characters are now psychically connected they can all feel each other yeah. um which is super interesting actually for robbie and mo in particular i feel like yes. to have these characters who already have are so close to each other suddenly ha- be like privy to each other's thoughts mm-hmm. um themselves but specifically thrash the quote-unquote male bot here is linked to mo and twitch the quote-unquote female one is linked to uh robbie yeah so that's nice that they do like the gender pairing right now they like don't that. really have personalities to note I mean, they were literally just born. Um, however, uh, Twitch immediately wastes a spider bot that was watching them from the shadows. So that's pretty cool. I'm obsessed with her. She's extremely good. I'm I'm literally... Thrash is great, too. I'm obsessed with Twitch. <laughs> Thrash is a fun guy. Twitch has a lot going on, and I'm a fan of it. Yeah, she she definitely has, I would say, the stronger personality of the two of mm-hmm. them. Yes. Um, and uh, she is just I I I love her very very much. I literally had like the meme felt like that um Brooklyn Nine Nine meme. Yeah. I've only known Twitch for thirty seconds, but if anything happened to her, I'd kill everyone in this room and then myself. Absolutely. Um. So they just say you know, and also set so number two big important information. Robbie and Mo know what Transformers are because Transformers are public knowledge in this universe. Yes, that was my fr- my questions are like, are Cybertronians known quantities in this universe? Because clearly they seem to be, but it's like yeah. maybe I don't know. Like, they seem like they are. Uh, at yeah. least, at least, you know, they have like comic books written about them and shit. Well, yes, we found that that that's when I was like, oh shit, yes, obviously they are. It was at this point though, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, oh, what is, why do they? How do they know that? So they they like, decide to bring the the bots home. Um. Meanwhile, we <laughs> <laughs> we see the, we do see the aftermath now of uh the spider bots attacking the convoy. They've taken Hardtop, um, and they've taken him to uh the main villain, who isn't named at the moment and isn't really named at all no in, the, in, we, the, in these episodes but gets a name um against later his on. will um um who is dismantling hardtop while he's wide awake yeah and hard you know i got to give i got to give yeah, big ups to my man hardtop he is unbothered by this yeah he's taking it like a champ he has a line to this guy who's human by the way he's a human we didn't, yeah, we didn't talk about that. So he's like a guys, guy with greasy hair and a lab coat, and he's got one he arm. He kind of looks like um, Doofenshmirtz. And he's voiced by Diedrich Bader, um, 
he was like a you know he's a he's yeah. one of those one of those guys who pops up everywhere he's a he's he's like a mad scientist in the lab coat he's not like quite as like crazy as the usual mad scientist um archetype goes he's like pretty calm and in control and all that but he's a mad scientist in a lab coat um and hardtop has a line to him where he's just like you know autobots have rules against torture <laughs> as he's getting his arm removed yeah well good thing i'm not an autobot then says the mysterious science man which is just like but he says it's so cat like nonchalantly yeah. it's an incredible thing to like be quoting the Cybertronian Geneva conventions as you yeah. are literally disarmed. Hey, this guy just fucking takes his arm and yeah. puts it on. Which, hey, how how the fuck is he lifting that thing? He's, well, he's got a really strong core. Um, he never skips arm day. Yeah, no. He's, he's, if you saw into that coat, he'd just be fucking shredded. He's got an honestly, Honestly, if he's strong enough to carry that thing, why does he even need it? I don't know what's going on with this guy yet. Yeah. Um, we, Interesting there's a lot, stuff. There's a lot of questions we have about Mr. Spider-Boy or, or uh, whatever we'd like to call him. We'll have a name to call him very shortly. Don't you worry, everyone. <laughs> um, again, not his not his choice. Um, but we cut over to the house again. Uh, the Malto house again. Where Robbie and... Uh, Mo have suddenly realized that maybe it's not a good thing for them to just show up at their par- with to their parents with two mysterious robots psychically linked to them. So rather than take them inside, they hide them in a barn. And this is where the first sort of psychic link really comes in because Twitch is like, you're going to leave us? I can feel you saying you're going to leave us, like, feeling, and they're like, no, we're not going to leave you. We don't want to. We just can't bring you to our parents yet. And she and um, Thrash are like, that's true. We can feel that that's true coming from you. But what are we supposed to do here? And they're like, well, uh, you can learn about yourself through these comic books. And gives them a lovely comic book with a very nice photo of uh Soundwave on, on the cover. Really pretty drawing. Yeah, because they they realize, oh man, these guys are like brand new and came out of a fucking goo pool in a cave. They don't know anything about like yeah. Cybertronian history. And so yeah, they give them some, you know, they give them some some history books to peruse and by that I mean comics so the next morning um they're all keyed up they're they read all those books and they're ready they're ready to learn more um they wake <laughs> they wake robbie up mo uh thrash and twitch all three of them by like going up to his window yep um i can't remember what she does here but this is the the first time i have i think i'm in love with twitch written down um so she probably does something cute here. She generally is doing something cute. Um, so their personalities have sort of manifested uh, after 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 a night of reading and then psychically communicating and whatnot. Thrash is very much like you know, kind of a hyper uh, fun loving goofy guy, and Twitch is like hyper competitive. 
loves to info dump about things um, and is very eager to like prove herself. She has the tism. She's got the tism for sure. That's literally the, 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 in this scene, the first word that comes out of her mouth is like, oh, I see. I understand you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I'm, I, I love her so much. So they, they, the, the siblings realize, the kids realize that maybe they need, they need something more than some fucking old comic books to learn about their history. Uh, so. They kind of may, kind of uh, engineer a situation where they can get their dad to tell them about the Transformers War, uh, where the bots can overhear them. It's very easy, because it turns out all Alex needs is an excuse for food tubes. Yeah, he just needs some fucking breakfast burritos, and he loves to talk about uh, the Transformers. And specifically, that, that man loves to talk about Bumblebee. He is... Uh, Bumblebee is his bias. This yeah, man he... is making K-pop fan videos, <laughs> but for for the Autobots, and Bumblebee is his bias. Yeah, so um, yes, they uh, mom. This Do- part well, yes, yeah, rules, so, by the way. Yeah, so he sits down with with Mo and, and Robbie, and unknowingly Twitch and Thrash, who are hiding in the barn behind him. Um, and we get they're this, having a breakfast picnic. We get this extended. Uh, sort of flashback sequence as told by Alex visualized with these like G1 it's almost it almost it's almost like Harvey Birdman where they're, yeah. they've just taken all of these G1 models and like paper crafted them into this uh into this flashback that's exactly what it is you, you I was trying to figure out how to describe it because it looks like G1, but it's uh, it's Uncanny Valley, because it's obviously not G1, but yeah, it's it it looks really good. And we get what I'm guessing is a simplified and somewhat inaccurate version of events from our boy Alex here. Um And and it's even commented on by I can't I think it's Mo who says like well he's like, you know, the uh the Autobots, you know, fought the evil Decepticons. And Moe's just like, I'm not sure, like, it was that black and white. It's like, isn't it reductive, reductive to reduce a civil war to simply good and evil? And Alex like, no, it's fine. <laughs> now let me tell you about Bumblebee. So we kind of get our, our basic, uh, our basic setup here for why the Transformers are on Earth. Uh, they came here through the space bridge, uh, after, after, you know, instead of the arc, they just kind of teleported down here, fought for a while. Bumblebee did cool shit. Grimlock was there. Grimlock is somewhere kicking around somewhere. We don't, we don't know what's up with him yet, but you know, he's out there. And, uh, after some fighting, the space bridge gets blown up and the Decepticons surrender. To be clear... It doesn't get blown up. Optimus makes the yes. decision to blow it up uh, to stop Decepticons from coming there and to, to end the war. And Megatron sees that and he's like, according to Alex at least, hey, maybe we're, are we the bad guys? Yeah, our, Megatron surrenders, turns over New Leaf. We also get the information that 
uh, Dot used to fight alongside the Autobots, but now she's retired. Um, and no one's seen Bumblebee since the end of the war. He's he's a ghost. He has a line here. Okay, bye bye. Thanks. Yes. Oh yeah, and, like it's the so kids. Good. The kids all get to read for various characters. Like oh, I want to be Optimus. I want to be Megatron. I want to. I want to be Bumblebee. Yeah. So I think it's Robbie playing Bumblebee at this point. Where he's yes. Like, okay. Bye bye. Thanks. So, it sounds like the uh, the Trump good bye bye. Yes. Good bye bye. Um, my son Baron. My son Baron. <laughs> It'll all be this. over soon. <laughs> Take this butcher with that day. <laughs> Good papa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they you know they learn more about the true history, which is definitely one hundred percent true, and not just Alex uh, geeking out about Bumblebee mostly. Um, Dot is going to work. Oh, and right. One thing we didn't mention, I don't think, is that. Did we mention that Dot's a park ranger? Yeah, I did. I mentioned that she okay. she came. Uh, the yeah. reason they moved out here yeah. is because she got this job as as a as a ranger for the park services, which is apparently like a job she's always wanted to do. Um, and she's she's driving out to work, and she encounters the smoldering wreckage of the con the prison convoy on the bridge, and says, "What the fuck is this shit? Are you kidding me?" And she doesn't have to wait long for an answer because Optimus and Alita pull up. I love, yeah. So she's setting up traffic cones along the bridge and Optimus <laughs> and Alita pulls up. Optimus knocks over all the cones and he keeps trying to put them back up this and failing. Is, this is, we've seen a lot of Optimuses. This is the most exhausted Optimus I've he, ever seen in my life. This man is tired yeah he's really got the wear on him um and alita's like look look dot he's been having a day <laughs> yeah she's like you knocked over my codes and he's just there like trying to flip them over with one massive finger and he cannot do it and he's just like and alita's like please if this uh, i feel like a lot of this show is going to be i mean we're about to get there um alita and megatron uh, simultaneously going to dot please leave our poor exhausted husband alone oh, please he's had a, he's had a rough <laughs> please, day please give our poor exhausted husband a break yeah and so we uh the, we get some information here number one the uh if uh, sharp-eyed viewers may notice that optimus and lita are not wearing just regular old autobot emblems they're wearing autobot emblems combined with the emblem of some other organization which is named as Ghost here. They're working for Ghost, which is, it's kind of like a Ness situation. It's like a secret government task force, who I'm sure are fine and good. I mean, they're named Ghost, and they have a totally not evil-looking emblem. Yeah. Nero and I famous for trusting government institutions I bet in real this, life and in fiction. I bet this is going to be fine. I bet I bet Ghost is going to be just peachy keen, you know? They seem... Yeah. Seem on the up and up. Yeah. Um, so he's like, this is where Ghost HQ is. And uh, turns out the reason Dot got this job offer is because Ghost wants her, wants her to work with them. 
a fact that she is not especially pleased to hear. Yeah, Optimus is like, we'd get to work together again. And Dot is like, so? And then like Optimus is like, come on, Dot, we like each other. And he's interrupted by the sickest dubstep step yeah. track on this side of uh, 2010. So a fucking sweet tilt rotor shows up in the air. And transforms into Megatron and slowly starts walking towards them. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. This man has gone through bimbofication. <laughs> he has. So I love this. I love this oh, because, like, you, uh, you get the, you get, you get him first transforming, and it seems like he's here to like cause some trouble, right? Like he's he's looking imposing. He's slowly walking forward. He's got this, like you said, threatening dubstep blaring in the background. Um. Then he walks up to Dot, picks her up. And goes, hey, bestie. Me, are, me and the bestie are the same. We're like a synonym. Megatron, uh, I mean, obviously this is a very different ver- version of Megatron, but my God, do I love him in Nerf Spark. So, number I one. I wait until we get to the other members of Decepticon leadership who are not happy about his decision oh yeah oh yeah um, it's a it's a sort of it's a sort of idw megatron situation i feel i know i know soundwave and starscream are going to go crazy in this show <laughs> holy shit fucking mad so number one uh megatron is voiced by rory mccann um who i think a lot of people might know from uh tv's game of thrones as the hound um so he so uh, we have Megatron, An absolutely insane casting choice, just completely nuts. So we have Me- we have we have Megatron with a fucking Scottish accent, which is amazing because that's always how I read IDW Megatron. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, um, so I I have been vindicated through by, you, through all time. Can you imagine going to like Comic Con? And waiting in hours for an autograph line with a bunch of Game of Thrones people and then, like, having <laughs> having him sign your Megatron shit. So, I know exactly how that feels when you go through the line to sign something for, like, for, like, a, a character that they don't normally get shit for. Voice, actors are always so delighted when you show up to sign for, like, not the main thing. Yeah, like I, I bet if you showed up to Rory McCann's booth with a fucking Megatron poster, he'd be like, "Oh fuck yes!" <laughs> Who cares about this hound I'm, shit? I'm sure he would be. I, I'm I'm more imagining the experience of being in line with all the Game of Thrones folk instead. Oh yeah, and then you get to the front and you have a fucking Megatron poster. Yeah, so Dot, the, we learn a lot about Dot here, which is number one, she is literal best friends with Megatron. Like, she and Optimus and Alita are co-workers. Yes. Megatron is the bestie. Yes. They they literally have like reminiscing of like ah I remember when we did that shit with as part of fucking Cyber Strike Team Omega. They rule. I love them. They're so good. Um so Optimus sends some drones out to search Witwicky for more of these weird spider bots. Um to you know just look for any anomalous activity. Actually, can I just interrupt? I think just just from the get-go, I think one of the things that or Spark has done really well is with their human characters create user proxies that are both children and grown-ass adults. Oh yeah. Cuz like, you can be yeah, so you've got like the the kids who are who are having this adventure. You have Alex who is this like nostalgic geek 
uh, guy, obviously, who just loves talking about the Transformers. I mean, and you have to- I care less about Alex because I don't think he's going to be as involved in the action. I could be wrong. We don't um, know. We don't know anything. Yeah, but certainly the two kids and Dot are clearly going to be very involved um, in this story. Um, and having both the kid perspective for the kid viewers and this, like, adult, really, like, interesting, no-nonsense, like, serious business, like, loving mother character um, as a viewer proxy as well is super interesting. It's something that no other series, I think, has ever really done. I guess G1 yeah. a little bit, if you count, like, Spark Plug and Spike. Mm. I don't count Spark Plug and Spike, unfortunately. I mean, neither do I. But like, that's the closest I think it's ever come to it. Yeah, for sure. This is this is so yeah. So far, the human cast pretty stellar. Um, speaking and, like, of not just good characters, but like a really interesting diversity. Yes. Of the experiences you're getting from there, which is what I really admire. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. So speaking of the human cast we uh you know the optimus sends all those drones out we check back in with the kids and the bots who are you know frolicking through the woods having an adventure this is part two now yeah we're in we're in part two the 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 megatron arrival was the 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 cliffhanger for part one i believe um yes and yeah so they're you know they're they're just they're just tromping around the woods playing hide and seek learning about each other um twitch and robbie robbie find a drone and twitch fucking blasts it out of the sky we know first she looks at it really hard yeah can we talk about the bird naming scene i, I just remember the bird naming scene <laughs> bird naming scene really good uh, also also a scene that has made me obsessed with twitch what a good character <laughs> uh um, so yeah so what so i just want to quote it here i have it here so Ro, Ro, you know robbie so twitch says hey i bet i can name more birds than you and robbie says i don't know that's kind of more mom's thing and twitch just goes ready go leslie mike carry with an i carry with a y spizwig i don't think spizwig is a name this name hurt his feelings um She's wonderful, but the, yeah, I love then her dr- so much. One of Optimus's drones shows up, and she looks at it really hard. She looks at it so hard that she becomes it. She scanned an alt mode, baby. Yeah, um, a drone, and then it tries to um, attack them, and she shoots it out of the sky. Yes. Uh, um, this is when Mo and Thrash show up, and Thrash is really bummed that Twitch got an alternate mode before he. Yeah, Mo's like, "Whoa, what happened? I feel like we missed a lot." And Robbie's like, "Great news! Twitch is part of the military-industrial complex now." <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> They're all so excited that Twitch has a gun. It's very funny. Yeah. There was a bit earlier where they're like throw they were throwing rocks yeah. over the rocks and she was like, Oh fuck, how do I get this gun to work? So Robbie just throws a rock at her and she blasts it out of the out of the sky through instinct. He realized that she was only able to do it when uh the spider bot attacked, so he's like, yeah. Alright, you seem to be more reactive than proactive, so think fast. No. <laughs> so then we get uh so yeah, Thrash tries to scan a squirrel doesn't go well 
This kind of gets hit with some nuts. And no Mo- beast formers this time, I'm afraid. Except I know, I know about some future beast formers. Yeah, though. we'll we'll get there. Um. So Mo's like, hey, you know what? Let's go into town. There's, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet of alt forms you can find there. Um. And so they they plan to go there. Meanwhile, we're back on the bridge, <laughs> um, where the drones are all coming back, and only five of the six come back. And Alita one says, "Oh my god, Jack." Yeah. So her exact line is: she looks at Optimus and goes, "Tell Wheeljack his tech has bugs, the explodey kind." What else is new? Um, so Wheeljack and, confirmed he's hanging out somewhere. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, I I love I I love how much background information is packed into these two uh, episodes. Yeah. Um. They do a lot. They do so much without it feeling just like a an a lore dump, which can be like quite grating. It's very naturally integrated in, but there's a lot, and it's it's very well done. Um. So Alita and Optimus are having a sidebar while like about the exploding drones and meanwhile Dorothy's like actually fuck these guys Megatron what have you been up to <laughs> and Megatron has some you know has some she's still pretty leery about this whole ghost thing and she's like I don't know if I want to work for these guys um but I'll t- Megatron okay Megatron um he loves Optimus there's really no other textual way to interpret the shit he says in this scene. Yeah, he he literally leaves with Dorothy. He's like, please stop being so hard on my husband. Like, he's so down bad. He's like, Optimus, you know, I, 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 you know, I thought it was, it was suspicious too, but Optimus, I trust him. I trust the things he believes in. I love that man. And Dot's like, I mean, if you believe in him, I guess I can believe in him too. Yeah. I mean, listen, there is there is definitely some swinger energy going on between these three robots. Oh, 100%. They they they, they, they are peak thruple. They are uh, they are cohabitating. We saw your energy. Uh, we saw you from across the bar and we love your energy. We saw you from across the civil war. Yeah. Um checking in Well, not yet. So first we got to get to to Thrash and and Mo hanging out in town. Uh, Thrash is unimpressed by the offerings he sees in town. He's like, I mean, I don't really want to be any of this shit because it's like a fucking bicycle. It's like a dinky little razor scooter. They're all lame shit. Is this where Mo starts talking about her bicycle? Yes, this is where she starts yeah. talking about Rosanate, which presumably has been uh, exploded. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, she's like, you know, she's like, I love, you know, she talks about that. She also, earlier, she was also talking about, um, just her general, because, you know, the, the connection goes both ways with the, 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 the psychic stuff. And so Thrash noted earlier that, like, hey, this is the first time in a half, in a while you've been really happy without, like, a undertone of sadness. Uh, and Mo kind of talks about how, like, she's, the the move has been pretty trying for everybody and like Robbie wanting to leave and she's like I just kind of want to hang out and 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 settle in. Yeah, again, all of this stuff with like their psychic connection is really interesting. I I'm really excited to see how that develops. Um 
it's it's such a it's it's almost getting into like headmaster territory but obviously not as awful yeah not as Um, weird not not quite as visceral not yeah not as not as awful but really interesting and really interesting that it's between four different characters as opposed to just two um so at this point uh everyone yeah the the optimus megatron alita and dot have like gone into town to investigate themselves because the drones didn't pick up anything interesting um there's some line here where you know optimus says the thing autobots roll out and op and megatron like leans into dot and laughs and says i can never tell if he means me yeah bro it's um i i have the feeling that megatron is going to be going through some stuff here again especially especially (laughs) as we do get other members uh particularly starscream and soundwave coming in who i know do come in um and being like hey what the fuck dude um i feel like megatron is going to go through some feelings yeah i i think he's gonna be he's gonna be in the shit as we say uh he's gonna be going through it um but who else is going through it is thrash and mo because guess what spiders have arrived spider time spiders uh they pretty you know they, they they try to fight this spider but not particularly successfully though i will um, say mo does a better job at it than thrash does yeah you know thrash he's not a fighter he's he just wants to chill he just wants to hang out um mo bodies but, one with the uh, garbage can lid yeah but yeah who is a fighter twitch because she has a laser gun obsessed with her uh mo teaches thrash how to do Fortnite dances um this is yes. it's an it's, it's important to teach your a your adopted robot siblings how to do Twitch Fortnite is, dances. Twitch is like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop that. Uh, and then a bunch more spiders show up. Like, a lot more spiders. Uh, because, of course, as we forgot to mention earlier, uh, the the mysterious lab code man, we'll just say his name, we'll just say his assigned name, uh, his Mandroid. Assi- yeah. This is man. <laughs> thras- thrash assigned name. Yeah, Mandroid. And everyone just—I <laughs> really love that everyone just keeps calling him that. You uh, know, he, he gets really angry, but he doesn't actually ever offer his name. No, he never tells them. But he's which like, is actually great because he knows he's going to get caught if he does. Yeah, an actual, like, an actually effective villain. However, pissed off he gets at this stupid it's nickname. It's like fucking stupid name, but whatever. I can't let them know who I really am. Uh, he he saw the the fucking guys come out of the goop, so he's interested. He wants to know what's going on there. Um, you know it looks bad, lots of spiders, but but the boys show up. We get we get Alita, Optimus, and Megatron cleaning up house. There's a bit where Optimus squishes two of these spiders together and uses his fucking windshield wipers to swipe away the guts. Yeah, it's actually one of the first things when they leap in um it's god he and alita do work very well as a team like you can really see how long they've been together Um, and dot is uh, hanging out of megatron's cargo compartment looking pretty mad yeah uh eventually they do 
seem to be the spider bots. But yeah, they get rid of they get rid of all those guys. Uh, but now they have to deal with the fact that Dot has seen Mo and Robbie with two robots. Yeah, these new guys. Um, and everyone's real interested in Megatron. Even asks like, where? Who are these guys? Where did you find them? The goop. The goop, and he's like, oh, okay, that's non-standard. Um. Optimus is, of course, like, look, we probably should take them into protective custody. Ghosts will keep them safe. And immediately Mo and, Mo and Robbie are like, no, absolutely not. And Twitch and Thrash are also like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. They're like, these are these are people. We're not going to be separated from them. Um, and it is Dot who ultimately convinces all of them that it is yeah. for the best for Twitch and Thrash to go with optimus um and that they can visit as soon as possible um and hey look at that there's a fucking ghost truck already pulling up that was fast yeah and it went so well last time the <laughs> i like optimus is like wow those response times dumb Crazy. as dirt dumb Just... as dirt you guys saw the exp- oh my god <laughs> yeah so that it pulls away and then we see that the driver is mantroid he disguised himself as a driver it's not actually just he just kidnapped these two yeah the hologram fades away and uh it's it's just this guy in his fucked up stolen robot arm yeah the hard tops arm it's got you got a your weight distribution has to be all kinds of fucked up after that i mean we see him walking with it in this next scene and it is like he's literally walking like a gorilla oh yeah he's he's like knuckle walking because yeah he is literally carrying around an arm as long as his body is uh so pretty you know the the kids are pretty mad uh or at least robbie is really mad at at dot for like taking optimus aside here Al- alex has the juice boxes and they kind of hash things out um but pretty quickly it's revealed that uh, yeah optimus, optimus comes over he's like so <laughs> <laughs> remember that truck we put your new friends in there yeah that was, was i don't no know who that was record of it <laughs> i don't know who was driving that truck and immediately all three of them, Dot, Mo, and Robbie, are like, what? Yeah, so the kids are mad at Dot. Dot's mad at Optimus. Uh, Alex is just here to have it. He's just chilling. <laughs> Alex is just daydreaming about Bumblebee. He's like, so That's close. Right. So close. Um. So they gotta <laughs> rescue the, uh, the, the, the fucking bots. They have been kidnapped. Luckily, and the... Opt- Optimus is like, we'll help, and Dot will be like, you are on thin fucking ice, dude. Yeah, you told me it would be safe, and I believed you, and now look where we are, you dumb motherfucker. She's like, Megatron, let's go. Can we talk about Optimus's maskless face, by the way? Can we talk about this, this sort of... Sure. This Optimus, unlike many of them switches between be- his face mask and not being masked pretty frequently um more frequently than we see him in the face mask more frequently than we do in like prime for example yeah um but we also see him without it far more often than um you know in g1 or uh or um like armada 
Well, the only time we saw him without his face played in G1 was the name. Whether you didn't have a face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he, it's not just, you know, a lot of the other, like, guys with retractable battle masks, like Animated Optimus or Prime Optimus or even Optimus Primal. They almost always only use the use it when they're like in a big fight. Um, but Optimus kind of just he he usually wears the mask when he's in a fight, but he doesn't always retract it when he's just talking to people. Yeah, but it's he interesting. Does, he does when he's talking to like you know when he's trying to connect with someone. When, he's, when he talks to the kids, he removes the faceplate. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's a very pleasant face. He's got like a sort of. He's got a he's got a he's got very defined cheekbones, which is weird. Yeah, yeah we, I'm trying I mean, to think. I'm I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of, but like I can't bring anything to mind. He kind of reminds me of an Easter Island statue, honestly. Like a Moai head. Yeah. So they 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 go off to track uh to track the the bots down. We have to talk about we have to talk about the emojis. Oh my god, the emojis. Well, before before we get to the emojis, um, it does actually switch over to Mandroid. Right. Yeah, and so he's... I, I want to talk about this scene. So he has <laughs> he has Twitch and, and Thrash, and he's like, Come in, my beloved guests. Welcome to Ghost. For sure, for sure, for sure, no doubt. Here, sit in these chairs so I can ask you some questions. Yeah. Um, one of the very funny things that happens here, um, so he's like trying to convince that he's like, where did you come from and that? And they explain that he ca- they came from the goo and he does offer one, um, one interesting piece of information here, which is like, oh, you are a brand new life form. You are not Cybertron, Tron and Cybertronus. You are Cyber, uh, Cybertronus, Cybertronin. You are Cybertronus. Terran, you are a new species. Um, the first to be born, the first of your kind to be born from Earth. Um, and they're like, cool. Our names are Thrash and Twitch. <laughs> Dude, and, since you named us, we get to name you now. Your name is Mandroid. And he's like, no, it's not. And he, they're like, well, you named us, so... And you're half man and half android. And Twitch is like, yeah, half man, half android. And they're like nodding at each other like, Mandroid, yeah, you're Mandroid. <laughs> He's like, um, I'm not man. My name's not Mandroid, but he doesn't inform us what his name is. So your name is Mandroid. Yeah. Um. At Seems. this point, he he calls over a bunch of spider bots. Mm-hmm. Um. And Twitch and Thrash are like, "Oh shit, get down, Mister President!" And he's like, "What's wrong?" And they're like, "Those are bad guys. Like, we've been fighting those things." all day and he's like what no there must be some infer- <laughs> misunderstanding they're fun watch be fun um, <laughs> and, it has, and it has like they like all do like a cheerleader pyramid <laughs> yeah, which is all... very funny and they complete with like style hands yeah um, they do one of the does jazz hands at the top yeah so in, in acrobatics that's called style um and so they all they do this pyramid this human pyramid the one of the top styles and the whole scene has like that same energy of that tiktok with that girl holding a knife behind her back with a guy and being like people say that i hate men but that's not true see here is a man (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, great scene. This is where it cuts over to the emojis, though. Yeah. So we got to talk about Optimus's emoji abuse. Um, oh, actually, as before Dot puts it before before we, it does cut over to that, um, Mandroid sort of like drops the mask and puts them in. Like, yeah, it puts it puts them in the contraption. Yeah, but they're t- guess what? Their chairs <laughs> turn out to be operating tables with manacles. Surprise! Uh, some kind of fucked up spider thing. He, this dude loves spiders. Yes, they're called. He gives them a name. They're called arachnobots, I believe. Yeah, I think they're like uh, arachnomex. Arachnomex, right? They're not mex. They're they don't have a pilot. Um, Mandroid, you fucking fake ass fan, little bitch. <laughs> anyway, not a real weeb. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we we uh, we we ha- I can I will waste no more time. Optimus exclusively texts and emojis, and Megatron is delighted by it. So yeah, number one. So they're they're hunting down the fucking signal in the in the the Malto minivan, uh, and they have a fucking group text with Optimus, Alita, and Megatron, and Optimus just sends smiley face, smiley smiley face, thumbs up, Rose robot. It's so good. And then Megatron calls in. So yeah, Dot says we have to st- we have to stop enabling his fucking emoji abuse. It's so and then good. Megatron fucking calls her and goes, "Ha ha! I love the robot one. It gets me every time." This man is entranced by this pussy. <laughs> Down catastrophic. Down like, furious. <laughs> you're you're fucking Megatron. You were the Emperor of Destruction. You're you're like uh, hyping up your lame ass boyfriend over here. This is what I gets- assume. It's going to be like the core argument for for Starscream, <laughs> being like, like you were you were down more horrendous than I was for him on God. You throw away it all for that guy, bro. Yeah, I know a thing about a thing or two about being down horrendous, but him. This is this is it. This, this is, is it. your man's. Okay. We, I, I guess I need to, I, you know, I thought I knew you, but I guess I gotta rethink my fucking image of you, man. Oh god, I'm so excited to get to them. So, you know, they get to the warehouse, and this is where that cool fucking Hotline Miami type song starts playing when Megatron busts in. <laughs> Literally, it's get fusion cannon, idiots. So, we get a little bit of, we get a little bit of the old Megatron poking out here because one of the things he says when they, when you know his quip when he busts in is by all means resist it's my favorite part and then he like i cannot tell you how quickly he annihilates <laughs> these spider mechs it's not really much of a fight when you have megatron on your side yeah his fusion cannon in this universe is like a like a beam cannon it's not like a big foomp. it's like a it's like a huge beam uh, continuous laser it's amazing this also looks so good so they have this particularly this particularly interesting art style um for fight scenes in particular i think a lot and i'm i'm guilty of doing this as well but i think a big challenge um for animators um is the idea that um cgi gets automatically 
thought of as being synonymous with 3D, mm-hmm. which it's not. Um, and what's very cool, and it shouldn't work as well as it does, but objects, like solid objects are animated in 3D, including characters and character models, obviously, um, in Earthspark, but effects are animated in 2D. So you get all these explosions, things like wind, things like fire, um, all that stuff is animated in 2D and it is a very cool combination. It has an almost like cell shading kind of like look to it. Like it's really hard to describe if you're not actually looking at it, but it looks phenomenal. Yeah, the lighting in the show is also very good combined with the like the 2d effects can make some very striking action uh so mandroid you know sees the tables are turning and he's gonna go kind of you know he's gonna blast off again he's gonna skedaddle but but he's got some uh some some friends to delay the autobots for a bit because uh, it's not just, you know, getting bits off of them that he's kidnapping Decepticons for. He's also turning them into a drone army. Yeah. And got, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think for Bombshell specifically, this is very embarrassing. This is literally his whole thing. Yeah. His mind controlling people. Not great for the Insecticons in general, and but Bombshell got, particularly. Bro, you got mind controlled. Um... Also, their skull cruncher. <laughs> yeah, talk about guys to bring out of nowhere. Just like, all right, let's dig through the fucking Rolodex. bargain bin G one characters. Who we got in here? <laughs> skull cruncher. Uh, who, yeah. Where where are those good old twenty five centers? Yeah, let me see some of those late G one toy guys who like. Let me get some fucking ape faces in here. Let me get them out here. Yeah, there's yeah, a, there's a really need, good line I need when he shows up. Zero lo- lore for these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a I need a single paragraph summary of fictional appearances over that the a- past thirty years that appeared once on the back of a box. <laughs> They're in a crowd shot in one issue of the Marvel comic from 1987, and that's it. But yeah, so there's a really good line when Skullcruncher comes out. Where the the kids are are next to Alex and yeah, the- so they're waiting outside. By the way, this is so funny. The three of them yeah. are waiting in the car outside. <laughs> well, everything there are explosions going off, and Mo and Robbie look at each other and they're like, "Is that okay?" And Alex is like, "Yeah, your mom's a badass. Don't worry about it." Oh yeah. By the way, we forgot to mention when they walk in to the fucking uh, warehouse laboratory thing. Yeah, Mo, Alex, and, and Robbie are waiting out of the minivan. Uh, Dot is fucking strapped and standing on Megatron's shoulder and ready to fucking shoot some motherfuckers. Me and the bestie are the same. We're like a synonym. Uh, so she's pretty cool. Now, yeah, that, so Skullcruncher comes out and <laughs> Alex says, uh-oh. <laughs> This is the name. That guy's name is Skullcruncher. Uh, and the kids go, uh, why does he call that? And he turns into a, his alligator form and Alex goes, you know, maybe some things you shouldn't learn about. Yeah, some, <laughs> things, some are things are better left better. unsaid. Yeah, some things are better left in the dark. 
Uh, also, hard. <laughs> I like this the little bit where Alita one is fighting the one armed hard yes. top, and she's like, "Ah, your your heart's not in it, huh? Your brain either." Jesus, yeah. and just fucking decks him. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. It's like I can see your heart's not in this, and then she he like very mindlessly because he's out of his mind at the moment tries to like attack her with one arm and then she just goes brain either and like slams yep. him <laughs> right in the like solar plexus yeah so yeah so the the three the the audit the decepticons that he the mandra deploys here are like hardtop shrapnel bombshell and skull cruncher and most you know they all look like their g1 selves pretty well okay hardtop doesn't have a g1 self but you know and but, skull uh, cruncher barely does he's he he exists and that's all you can really say about him <laughs> um but you know they clean that shit up pretty quickly with the help of a uh a, you know a last minute hero here in the form of bumblebee um alex is incomprehensible for the rest of the episode yeah he's he's having a religious experience now it's interesting to note bumblebee is not wearing a ghost insignia no well and bumblebee has also been missing as they've stated since the end of the war something's going on there that we don't know about once again they aren't they aren't giving us all the information yet but you know so good Uh, by the way bumblebee is voiced by danny pewdy of really yes That's that's really good yeah 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 it's uh, it's like there's what an some insane ca- cast. This is what the fuck. I won't say who they voice, but I'll just give you a couple more uh interesting casting choices. There's some interesting cast members we've got coming down the pipeline here. Uh, so we have Keith David coming up. Okay. We have Alfie Allen. Okay. Coming up, another fucking Game of Thronesman. Uh huh. Um, and like we have like yeah, it's just like oh, Darren Norris is back. Thank God. Oh, thank God. I hope he's back as knockout. God. Well, I can tell you that Steve Bloom is also returning. Okay, I'm used to seeing no Steve, but I, I'm used to seeing Steve Bloom and stuff like this. Yeah. It's like it's like your usual mix of like really high quality voice actor guys, and then like oh, also Keith David is here. I hope Tony Todd plays like a one off character in Earth Spark. <laughs> god that would be i amazing. love tony todd transformers characters um oh my god jason marsden holy shit okay what the fuck we got a lot going on in here <laughs> holy shit earth spark they're they're cooking they're cooking over here you know unreal well, oh that's exciting laser beak has a voice actor i hope it's just squawking <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they clean up these fucking Arachnimex pretty quickly. Uh, but Mandroid has escaped with no, uh, no, no trace left behind. Um, and, you know, Optimus once again starts up with, hey. Optimus, this dumb motherfucker. Yeah, he already starts up with, okay, that was fun, but we should probably take these Terrans, because they're called Terrans now. They decided that Mandroid guy has rancid vibes, but... That name is pretty cool. Yeah. So <laughs> Optimus is like, well, time to take these guys home with us again. And Dot's like, are you out of your robot fucking mind? No uh, way. Um, She's like, you fucked this. Do you get that? You fucked this. Um, And 
we're not gonna like we're not leaving them with you these are these kids are our kids' new siblings alex and i just adopt new kids surprise they're robots it's fine thrash and twitch are now my children who i myself birthed um and they're coming with us (laughs) yep and optimus says you know what fair enough Optimus, it's actually worse than that. He gets really smarmy and he goes, that's what I hoped you would say, Dot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, he says, but I'm going to need someone to watch, help watch over them. Uh, Bumblebee. Well, it's not just watch over them. He's like, I, that's what I hoped you would say because they aren't just Cybertronians. They are of Earth and they deserve to be in a place where they can learn both of those sides of themselves and i can think yeah. of no better place than your home however they do need someone to teach them about the cybertronian side of themselves bumblebee uh alex is extremely excited that bumblebee is coming to live with them bumblebee is exhausted not thrilled but uh, i think we should note as well because i uh, we haven't been explicit about it but bumblebee does talk in oh yeah this no one. He- this is not a this is not yeah. a beep boop bumblebee. This is a normal ass. This is G one bumblebee. Yeah, like, this is a G one ass bumblebee. He may look like Cyberverse Bumblebee in the design uh, department, but he this is a normal G one bumblebee. He yeah. talks, and he is. It's it's interesting. It, it really feels like Bumblebee G one Bumblebee like five human year like a human year equivalent later. Right, like yeah, a little like, more grown up, a little more, a little less childish, a little more tired. <laughs> Bumblebee as with more experience is an interesting idea. Yeah, um, I like it. A little more confident in himself and his abilities. Um, I'm hopefully they do it better than uh, Red Twenty Fifteen. I can't Just comment yet. on that because I never watched it. <laughs> Uh, I wish I didn't. Um, <laughs> One day we will, though. No. For this show. What if we did, like, a speed run? What if we did, like, what we did for Pot of Greed and just sped run oh. it like we did season four of... Uh... That's too much rid for me to consume at once. I'd get sick. I'd get some kind of fucking illness. Um, right. the the everyone has a there's a wonderful malto family group hug and they have officially adopted these fucking robots that came out of goop and are also some of the best characters original characters i've seen in this franchise in quite some time yeah they're great i love i love thrash and i really love twitch yeah probably the best original characters I've seen in any of the animated shows. Oh yeah, like since G one, like new, new, like whole cloth new guys. Yeah, they're they're top tier. Yeah. So I mean, knockout, <laughs> knockout. I know how to toy, but I, yeah, I, it was I like a... basically count knockout as a new character in Prime. Yeah, that name was never attached to anyone of note before him. Yeah. Much. Um, but I would say since since him at, at the very least. But I think I might like them better than Knockout, honestly. They're pretty good, and pretty I can't good. wait to see where they go from here. I can't wait yeah. to see where they like how they grow. Yeah. So this is this has been a great first episode. I'm really thrilled that this is what I chose. I think mm-hmm. this is a great way for us to start off the year. It's um, exciting, uncharted territory. 
Yeah, and I think it's really exciting for both of us to be, like, completely in the dark about a series for once, and, like, yeah. not able to play coy at all <laughs> with you guys. You guys get to be coy with us! Because <laughs> right. I know some of you guys have list- have watched uh, watched it, so... Um, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a really solid way for us to start off the year, and I'm excited to see where it goes. So, let us start off the year of questions with our discord channel comlink questions would you take us through them yeah one second i checked twitter nothing on twitter uh comlink there you are okay so first up from mimas the gay daphnis have you and your siblings ever had to hide something from your parents were you ever caught by them and or did one of you cave um, do you have siblings? I am an only child. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I lead a solitary existence like the Ronin of old. Ah, uh, so as the only one with a sibling, I will, I will take this one. Um, no, my sister and I were not particularly close as children. Um, we had a Didn't pretty... did get up to any shenanigans? Our relationship was neutral to hostile, I would say. Mm. When okay. we were growing up, um, we are much sort of closer like a, now. Sort of like a Cold War situation. We just, not, yeah, I guess. I, we just, we just weren't close. We're four years apart. And I think when you're a kid, that's a pretty significant difference. Yeah, you know, it the, is. The difference between an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old developmentally is pretty significant those might as well be different fucking species right and likewise uh, the difference between a 12 year old and a 16 year old oh (laughs) developmentally is very different um so we just like didn't like we didn't hate each other but like we basically didn't exist around each other right like we existed in like separate worlds entirely growing up we're much closer now i love my sister very much um like definitely as adults we have a good relationship but um no as as kids we never like conspired together i would say i mean i had stuff for my parents but any 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 discovery was simply my own fault yeah no conceal it well no Obviously, both of us, like, hid things from our parents separately, but never, like, it was never, like, a joint effort. Um, okay, from Slipstream Sam, have you been to the Reading Terminal Market in Philly? If so, did you see slash eat the chocolate-covered onions? The what? Reading Terminal Market. No, I, that's not the part I'm confused about. Oh, the chocolate-covered onions? Um, so, to, to answer the first question, yes, I have been to Reading Terminal Market, um, it's cool. I really like it. I'm, you know, I'm a big foodie. So anywhere is that, where is I, that how is that how it's? I always okay. It's, it's pronounced. I'm I. I only ever read it. Yeah. Through Monopoly. Yeah. Um. So I never. I've never actually heard it pronounced out loud. I didn't know it was Reading. Uh, I'm like ninety five percent sure it is Reading. I could be wrong, but I'm like ninety five percent sure it is Reading. Um. Makes sense. Reading Railroad sounds like a fucking literacy program. <laughs> Reading Railroad. Uh, uh, Have you eaten the onions? I did not eat the onion. I did not know about there. I mostly bought Amish cheese. 
which was I bet quite that good. Goes, yeah, I bet that goes hard. Yes, the Amish cheese there was quite good. All right, I, I need to know more. I assume it's not simply a white onion covered in chocolate. I think I it might that be. it's like a... Oh, Jesus Christ. I think it might be. I can't. The flavor combination that that is making me envision... What? Have you never had a mole? I just feel you'd, you'd get the... You'd it's get more the, the issue crunch. of the raw onion for me. Is it raw? I assumed it would be caramelized at least. I, like, I think it might be a raw onion. Well, sad to say, I um, am declaring war on the city of Philadelphia. Okay, yeah, this, okay. Mueller chocolate. Got... Yeah, no, skin on and everything. That th- shit is raw. Oh, oh no, no, Chocolate no, no, covered no, no. onion for the person who is sweet on the outside but nasty on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> The chocolate. The story of our chocolate-covered onion in 1983. A comedian named Bob. 83. That's too recent. That's too recent. You invented this shit in like 1807. A comedian named Bob Nelson produced a half-hour-long show in Philadelphia called Double Muppets Hold the Onions. The (sighs) film studios were right across the street from the bourse where Mueller Chocolate then had a storefront. Nelson asked Glenn Mueller Sr. to create the chocolate-covered onions so he could use them in the show's opening gag. I guess it's a bit. The onions were held like a bouquet by a hand that smashed through the title card. Over 35 years later, the iconic Philadelphia chocolate-covered onion has been featured in Ripley's Believe It or Not, Bizarre Food starring Andrew Zimmern, Good Morning America, Wheel of Fortune, Now This. Traveling to Philadelphia is not complete without visiting the Liberty Bell, getting a cheesesteak, or coming to see or eat the chocolate-covered onion. It's a bit. It's a a gag. It's 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 a fucking... 30 year long bit <laughs> you you holding a stow and dropping it oh so it was a joke <laughs> that makes me madder somehow that they just keep it fucking going um ah where's look at our onion we're so wacky <laughs> also from sam also caves can be really cool what's your favorite cave related experience um i went i went to the only cave experience of it because frankly uh humans should stay out of the bowels of the earth we were not meant for such places um and every time i hear the words cave diving i want to curl up into a ball yeah that's very bad i I did go on a guided tour of a a big cave down in georgetown texas with my family uh called inner space caverns and that was pretty cool caves Uh, are cool when they aren't you know scary yes um i it's wet down there I've been through a bunch of caves. Um, I think some of the biggest ones were in South Africa. Um, I can't remember all of them, frankly. Um, One of the coolest ones, if this counts, was um, a lava tube in Hawaii. That's a pretty cool... I don't know if that's technically a cave, but that's a cool ground hole. I mean, it, it, it feels like a cave. It looks like a cave. It feels like a cave. It's made out of stone. Yeah, it's like it's like formed through different processes, yeah. right? It's like it's not erosion. It's like a it's like lava. Right, but does it have? To, I get. I don't know. But if that counts, that's pretty cool. And the most recent one I did was um, in North Carolina. I went through some cavern. Went to some caverns there on my road trip uh, over the summer. So there you go. Um. Nero from Disney Minus, Veer, asks, 
How would you deal with being in an ET situation, but with a transformer instead of an ET? I mean, realistically, probably badly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have to hide it. Could I tell my roommates about it? I would probably feel like I should if I had a robot I was hanging out with. I I guess it really depends on the temperament of the transformer. I honestly don't think I would do well with aliens. Unexpectedly. stressful thing to deal with you gotta worry about this whole shit you gotta like teach it the the meaning of love and how to do Fortnite dances too much work if i if i really think about it very seriously i think i would probably freak out and run away it's like having a fucking it's like having a fucking dog that's made of gatling guns that knows how to talk yeah you really think about it yeah, it, just, it just seems stressful to me. Uh, the, maybe we could be chill, though. I could, like, teach it stuff. Yeah. I don't know what stuff, but I could teach it stuff. Some tricks. Yeah, I could teach it, like, how to how to be an epic gamer. And we'd bond that way. And forge a everlasting bond of intergalactic peace. Uh, Veer also asks, Prime cut me. Audrey, where do baby Transformers come from? Beer, I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> well, as we see here, they come usually from a well. Again, mileage may vary depending on what uh, what particular series you're looking at, what particular universe you're looking at. But Victor Sigma is pretty well accepted, I would say, um, as sort of like the well of life. Um, which is sort of the core of Cybertron from which sparks come and then sparks are either put into, depending on your canon, uh, protoform metal, metal protoforms that occur naturally or are forged um, or made to order frames. Um, and that's canon. However, if you think robots fuck, sometimes they get pregnant. So hope that helps. <laughs> You're very quiet, Nero. <laughs> You're right, past Audrey. I am very quiet, and that's because uh, the wind blew my power out. Hi, this is Nero from the future. Um, my internet went out for like an hour and a half after this recording. Uh, we're in the middle of this recording. So unfortunately, uh, we will have to save the rest of these questions for next week. Um and I suppose I should also, you know, get the plugs in. But I feel like if most of y'all know where to go by now, new socials, uh, Dragon Suggler. Nope, Dragon Smoocher on Twitter, Dragon Suggler on co-host, Cyclonus of the Five on Tumblr, all that stuff. Freddy Free Heidelin, Talk Cycles, Audrey is optimal on Prime, everyone on the internet. Listen to Pot of Greed, uh, upcoming shows on Moonshot. Etc. Etc. Noise space X Y Z. Doctor Huh. All uh, Diet Coke and Little House of Snacks. Great shows all over the place. Uh, so shit. I guess it's just me. Um, I am going to transform and roll out. Peach.